We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. God, that's my testimony today, Tim, uh, Mary. That's my testimony that um, God is working on your life, and uh, finally she'll do something around the house because it's like, oh, just kidding. We are in a series called Victory, and today I want to declare to you that there is victory coming coming for you. There is victory coming for you, and there is a power in God's word that we take for granted or we don't give enough credit to. Can I hear an amen? Sandy is in the uh, nursery today, and she's an amener. She does that. So, Paul, you're going to have to amen for her. Amen. There you go. Thank you, my brother. There is a power in God's word that we don't understand, we don't realize. And let me share Isaiah 55, 11. 11 says this, So shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the theme for which I sent it. Lord, we just thank you once again. We, we don't pray like including you in our service because you are already here and you are already working and you are already ministering. But Lord, we just need, um, we just need you to do your thing as the Holy Spirit. As I remember hearing a preacher say, if I don't get the Holy Spirit to work through me, then I am useless. And I say that to you, God. Holy Spirit, minister. Holy Spirit, narrow cast what I broadcast today, that your word would be alive and that it would uh, accomplish what it's supposed to do. In Jesus' name, we're so thankful. So thankful for this family of believers. Uh, we're, Cynthia and I are, and um, we... Uh, I'm done praying. I don't know if I stopped. Uh, I sound di different when I'm praying. But um, I, I said a couple weeks ago, I don't know if Cynthia was able to be here for that. You were in, um, you were sick. You were with the knee thing at home that day. But um, if we don't get closer than we've already been, then we're not very a very good family. So I'm hoping that we continue this 2018 to grow closer together, and I hope you grow closer to each other. I do not like, um, this has nothing to do with what I'm sharing right now, but I do not like, um, what's the word, um, surface, like, how you doing, dude? Doing good. Okay, that's great. I don't like small talk. I just, I don't know what else to talk about when I talk small. If you talk to me, you're like, yeah, I'm not good at small talk. We need to have something more. So we, so let's continue to grow that. Um, I, I saw some of you going out to eat last week together. That's good. That's a start. That's not the end all, eating together. But you need, we need to spend more time together, all right? So I hope we do that. Um, but um, I'm going to just move right on to um, uh, skip. But I want to talk to you about is the kind of words um, that bring life. They can also mess up things. You know, my, my kids, uh, we go on vacation. I don't know if you um, go places with your kids. But, you know, as they're young and as they get older, they start to um, know how they can change 
the temperature in the car or in, in the house or when you're at like the zoo or something and they're like, I don't like to be here, I'm bored, or are we there yet, or is it almost over, it's too hot, I'm hungry, and these kind of things mess up like a great day. You're like, I just want to have a date with my wife, go get out of here, I just, let's just... Let's just have a nice time together and not let our kids mess. Because kids will say things that will uh, kind of mess with the atmosphere. And, and, and it's words. It's words. They'll say things. And then other times, when they're really having fun, it really makes things even better because they're enjoying themselves so much. I don't want to talk about just that kind of words today. I want to talk about something a little bit deeper uh, uh, where, where you can speak into um, the physical realm that you see and spiritual things will happen. When you can proclaim, you know, we were at some people's house last week and, and we proclaimed, we proclaim uh, uh, peace on this household in Jesus' name. And when you say something like that, it could mean nothing. But if the Holy Spirit is behind it, if the power of God is behind it, you have an offensive approach that other people, that other words don't have. Words can change things. And that's the kind of words that I, I want to talk to you about. And I know that you can take that too far. And uh, maybe it'd be better to take it too far than not take it far enough. But I remember I talked to a lady and she said, um, you know, this is going on in my life and I'm sick and my car's wrecked and I just got evicted. And I'm like, you you poor thing. I'm so sorry for you. And she goes, I am not poor in Jesus' name. I am rich. And, and I don't take anything away from her with that, but I don't, I don't think it's a legalistic approach. I don't think, uh-oh, I said something. Uh-oh, now this is going to happen. I, I think we, we, we don't need to take it that far, but uh, there's also another extreme that, um, you know, I will get $1,000 by 3 o'clock today. I will win this lottery. I will win this lottery. It is going to happen. You can't say anything. That is name it, claim it. That is probably uh, taking that a little too far. Don't do that. You understand what I'm saying. I just simply want to remind you today to allow your words to be in alignment with God's promises for you. Would you smile? Would you smile for a minute? Maybe you don't feel like smiling, but there's victory coming for you. There's victory maybe that's already happened. Smile about that, but smile about the victory that is coming for you, my sister. Amen? All right. Example, what we do in a job interview. Maybe you say, I'm not good with people. I, I, I don't know. The, they're going to hate me. I'll, I'll never get this job. That would be speaking something you probably should be careful the way you speak. Maybe that doesn't change anything, but maybe a better way to go into a job interview is, God, I trust that you are my provider in line with God's promises. You are Jehovah Jireh. I believe that you will give me favor in this interview. Help me to be the best that I can be, even if I feel like I'm not what I can. Help me to be the best I can be. That is a better way to talk. Um, we must be reminded, number one, that we, Frank and Jordy, and me, all three of us, and Mark, and all of us, 
are not losing. We're not losing this thing. It is not you came to church today to hear this. This is what you came to church to hear. You are not losing. You might feel like you're losing. You might think you're going to start losing. You might think that the enemy is going to get, get the, the ahead of you. He's not. He is not. You happen to be winning. If you don't believe me, listen to last week's podcast or, or read the Bible and see that the victory has already been won for us. We are not losing. We are winning. And you, so you shouldn't throw away your confidence. That's number one. That's what we talked about last week. Don't throw away your confidence. I got to say, um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, should, let me just, I'm looking at the clock here, but I, 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 you know, I, I talked about a basketball team I like, the Jayhawks, and I told you last week, I, I should just enjoy the game. I should because we always seem to win, and this last week we had our hardest game. We've never won this game in five years in their house, and, and I just thought, this game is over. West Virginia is going to beat us, and the whole time, guess what I did again? I didn't listen, and it's not about the sermon, but I'm kind of having fun here for a minute, but I didn't listen to what I said last week because... I despaired all through the game. I just looked at it. I was just depressed. I was like, oh, no, we're not going to win this. We're 20 down. There's no way we can win all the odds. And then they start putting those statistics up there. If you score a shot and the three minutes left in the hit and there's this person and this is happening and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then there's 75% chance that the rest of the year you're going to lose every game. And all these, all these stupid statistics and I start getting all depressed and guess what happened? 20 points, 18 points and before long we had won the game. And I just wished I had recorded it. Actually, I did record it. And I went back and I, re- I list- watched the last two minutes and I actually enjoyed watching the last two minutes because I knew we won. The last two minutes of the game, I didn't enjoy the first time because I was thinking we were going to lose and we're winning. And I want to tell you, don't re- you can't record your life, but God has got this under control. And just enjoy what God is doing in your midst. And he says, my burden is not heavy, but my burden is light. Amen? We must remember number two, and this is the only point today, that our words are ammunition. Our words, you're smiling. I don't know if you're laughing. Are you guys having a joke right now? Our words are a weapon. Our words cause the Spirit of God to bring things to pass physically and spiritually. Genesis, God said, uh, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, everybody say, said. First John 1, 9, I don't know if you can keep up with me, but um, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. Forgiveness comes through confession, which means you've got to use your words. Romans 10, uh, verse 8 through 10 says this. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth. Say mouth. And in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with one heart, the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth... 
confession is made unto salvation. This is talking about receiving our salvation, receiving the ability, the assurance to go to heaven happens. You cannot separate that from it. it talks about speaking. It talks about our mouths. God sends his word first, then it comes to pass. God sends his word first, and then it comes to pass. When we agree and speak it ourselves, I know that uh, it seems like forever ago, but we talked about Mary uh, and Joseph at Christmas time. That was only like four weeks ago. But she had gotten a word from God. It actually came through an angel, and it doesn't matter if it comes to you, Mary, through an angel, or if it comes through a preacher, or if it comes through another person, or it comes reading the Bible, but when he spoke, he said, you're going to have a baby. It's going to be the son of God. Get ready. And she said, let it be. She said, let it be. She responded to that. She could have responded any way she wanted, and perhaps God would have gone and looked for somebody else. But let me say the word to you today is, God is speaking. He's always speaking to us. He's always speaking to us. We think life is so boring, and then we forget that God is, uh, yes, he's always speaking through the word, but he's always speaking in your ear. He's always speaking in your spirit, and sometimes we don't hear him. Sometimes we, we, uh, we get distracted, but when he speaks, when he speaks, we must respond with something. Let it be, God. Let it be unto me as you have said. When God speaks to you, if you don't respond to him, and like I said, this is not, it's not a legalistic thing, but if God speaks to you about something he's going to do in your life, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to uh, bring a fix to this relationship. I'm going to bring help to your finances. I'm going to give you this job. I'm going to, whatever it is, whatever it is you're looking for God to do, if he speaks it to you, and then some time goes by, and you're like, I don't know. This is what I do. This is what I do. I say, no, that couldn't be. Not me. You're not going to do that for me. That would never happen for me. You're not going to provide. That's not going to happen. It's gone. That word that was there, now sometimes he has grace, but that word, a lot of times, is gone. It was there, and then you didn't respond. Nothing, and it's got, it, what happened instead was that um, doubt came in and took that void. There was this void there of like, oh, are you speaking to me? I should say, yes, let it be. But instead, what comes in, because you don't respond right away, the enemy says, not true, not true, not true. This is, this, this is not going to happen for you. Doubt fills your mind. Uh, disbelief fills your mind, and then you name it, everything else will come in and just fill that place where you were thinking, oh, good, I'm going to win, and then all of a sudden you find yourself losing in that situation, not ultimately because we ultimately win, but you find yourself losing because you didn't respond, and Mary responded quickly to the Lord. What is his word to you today? I ask you that question. What is his word to you today? I'm going to see if I... 
That's funny. I was gonna. I if I had money in my pocket, I was gonna give you whatever was there. But there's nothing there. But I was gonna say, if I had, I have five dollars. Does anyone want it? If you speak out, I would have given it to you. Right? The word, the word is what what makes the response happen. God is looking to help us. And you know, if your son says to you, you say, "Son, I want to help you," and you and he says, "Oh no, you're not gonna help me. You're a liar. You never help me. You never come through." Guess what I'm going to do? Probably not come through. <laughs> it's probably going to cause me to say, well, maybe I won't this time. I was going to give you a blessing. Now I'm not. God, our father, your father, good father, not a bad father, not trying to out, out to get you. He's out to help you. He's waiting to give you something. And you'll say, oh, he's not going to because he didn't do it last. You start putting away. And then God says, Maybe I won't give the blessing this time. It's easier to give favor to someone who's expecting it and who's open to it. That's why you'll see someone and you'll be like, how come everything good happens for them? It always happens for them. There's always favor coming their way. And you'd say, well, look, at, look how open they are to what God, they're blessable. Be blessable. Be blessable, right? We all want that. We all want that for our lives. And it's not a condemnation type of thing. It's just like, remind you, I want to remind you, God wants to bless his children. Amen? Amen, Paul? Amen. You could look, you could look yourself at Luke chapter 8. It talks about um, a guy who sowed a bunch of seeds, and some got, got messed up, and they didn't grow because of the weeds. Some didn't, didn't grow because of the, um, the thorns. Some didn't grow because of this or that distraction in our lives because of whatever it is sometimes things don't grow but when it gets put on good ground it yields a hundredfold it says in John it yields a hundredfold God that's what I want I want when you bring a word to me that it doesn't just do a little bit but it yields a hundredfold sometimes you think well God says he's gonna overflow me with blessing it's He's going to bless you a hundredfold, but maybe whatever landed on you didn't stay. It got, it got choked out. It got choked out by our, and I'll, put, I'll keep myself in this too. I do this too. It got choked out by complaining. It got choked out by grumping, grump, grumbling. I'm, speak, I'm trying to hear what God would say for me to say to some of you, and that's why I'm kind of stumbling over it. But it got choked out because you're grumbling, because you're complaining, because you're um, criticizing somebody else. And he has this word for you, he has this blessing, and instead it lands on you, and the only thing that is on you is bitterness because of something or this person's upset. They're angry. That that word doesn't doesn't do anything. It doesn't bud into anything. God wants us to be good ground. God help us. And I include myself in this. There are times that I am distracted, and you want to plant something good in me and help me to be good ground that I could yield a hundredfold. Jesus' name. Would you come up? Um, uh, all the worship team, any one of them that are here, come on up. And uh, instead of Peter, you playing drums today, I want you to play the keyboard. And uh, Nate, I want you to play the drums and just say, God, make me a drummer and watch what happens. No, I'm just kidding. 
That's the weird. Now that's not different. That's weird that I just say that, but it just comes out. There are so many things I'd, I'd love to speak over us. You can read them in the Bible for yourself. But um, God speaks through the Bible to us. And if you hear God speak something through someone, come in agreement with it. Seize it. Grab it. Receive it. Because when God speaks, there has to be a response on our side. And I would say, go ahead and, go ahead and play. Imagine what it would look like if we all got our confidence, got our confidence strong and understood the power of our words offensively and defensively, that we would walk in an authority that we didn't have before. I remember um, the end of a, you can use that if you need to. I'm going to just take this all away. Um, I remember the end of my dad's sickness. Um, he had gone through a really tough time. And they had sent him home from the hospital. And it was kind of like, um, we're sending him home because he's got, he's got everything he needs. We can send it to your house. And he should be comfortable where he's at. He should be able to enjoy himself and uh, at least be able to be in his own house. Not his own bed because he couldn't get up to his room. But um, be somewhere where he can be comfortable. And what that said to me, you know, is, oh, so you're letting him go home to die. That's really what was going on. And um, I remember coming to his house one day, and my mom said, you should come. We just, we just need extra help today. And I looked at him, and he looked like death. He looked like death had come for him in just as a matter of hours. And he was, he was very dehydrated and um, a matter of hours, I really feel. And I saw him, and I said, hey. And he, couldn't, he didn't really respond much. He just looked blank. And... Um, I knew that words were getting the best of him, that he was starting to believe uh, something that was not ready to happen in his life, that he was starting to believe this was the end for him. And I told him, Dad, we're going to pray for you right now. And this is not the way I talk to my dad. This is this way I might talk to someone in the congregation. But when it's your dad, you, you want him to do the praying. But I said, Dad, we're praying for you right now, and we're not declaring death over you. And he started crying because that word death just kind of, he, he realized he was accepting this. And I said, we are not declaring death because death is not coming for you. It is not time for you. There is still stuff that you need to do with your life. And we proclaim life in your body. And you are, this is not the end. You are getting better. You are winning this. And I remember it was a matter of a month. He was back up. He was completely healed of this. He went, they, the doctors were like, what is going on? We sent him home and now look at him. And sometimes words from the enemy have the power to do something. But you know what? Words from God have a whole nother power. And I remember at the end of that prayer, he was crying, not because he was scared, but he was so happy that, yes, it is not over for me. God is so much bigger in me than he that is in this world. Amen? And um, came through that. And I want to declare, would you stand today? Declare for us today 
There is so many things that he that God has got for you to do for him. And it is it is certainly not over for us, but it is certainly just the beginning. Here's um one thing I want to say and then and then we're gonna sing um my favorite song because you're saying it today and who knows if we'll sing it again. I want to ask you, are you ready to come into agreement with God? what God has already said about you, woman of God, man of God. Who's ready to expect the words of God spoken over you to change the temperature in your home with your spouse in this church, change the atmosphere in your workplace and the places we go? Who needs words of victory to be declared, declared over your flesh and depression and sickness and mistakes and defeat? Because God is ready to proclaim victory over you. You know that he is able to change the atmosphere in any, any place you walk. I heard a song yesterday was talking about how worship changes the atmosphere. And it's not the worship, it's the God in us that we're proclaiming prophetic words that changes the atmosphere. Lift your hands today. Lord, we expect you to change the atmosphere in our homes and our marriages with our kids. Not just the areas of defeat, but Lord, we, we expect, we expect victory in areas we don't even, didn't even realize were there for us. That you have avenues, you have uh, places that you want us to go into and be your spokesman, be your instrument. Lord, we expect our lives to walk where we walk to see victory happen. And Lord, right now we proclaim as a church, and I don't like to just to focus on the church corporately, but just for one minute, would you agree with me together? Lord, we're so thankful that you have the perfect building for us. Lord, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but that we need a temple to come to so that we can, so that we can agree together. Lord, and we know that you have a place ready for us. The place that uh, we're looking at, we believe, will probably be that place. And Lord, we, we thank you that you have broken through those issues with the city and that you have given us approvals and you have given us permits. And we pray for continued favor. And Lord, more than that, or as just as much as continued favor, would you agree with me? We pray for direction, that we would not take a step in a direction that is not, not your will. We expect your will. We know that we will not go out of your will if we stay in um, yield, yieldedness to you. And so we yield to you and we pray that we would not make any wrong decisions in this next few weeks, in this next month, as very important things happen. That you would guide uh, our council's uh, minds and hearts, Lord. Would you just agree for this with me? Would you uh, agree that you would uh, guide Andy and Chip and Jean and Jeff as they lead us, as they make decisions, Lord, that we feel like they're just physical decisions, but they're spiritual. And I pray that you would open their spirits in a way that they would hear from the Holy Spirit like they haven't heard before. It doesn't have to be a big 
weird thing. It just needs to be real. We need to hear from you. We need to make sure that we do the right things and make the right decisions because the future that you have laid out for us is exciting and we want to stay in agreement with that. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen. Thanks for you lead us to us? We're going to quit. Remember, God wants to do the impossible we encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.